Into every life comes a little rain, and sometimes a good cry. Today, I'm not talking about that little vocal stylistic cry, Take my heart! No, this one's about the voice and real tears. Hello, this is Judy Rodman. You're listening to All Things Vocal Podcast. This is the audio version of the blog you can find at judyrodman.com. First, let's just acknowledge that tears can be lots of things. They can be happy or sad or empathetic or healing. Happy tears can be people getting engaged or finding out they've booked that dream gig or won that award, finding that the sickness is curable, hearing just the right song at the right time, singing an emotionally relevant song to yourself, or just crying from a sudden realization that you're so grateful. Sad tears can come from so many reasons, including psychological and or physical pain, stress overwhelm, hormonal imbalances, a loss of something or somebody deeply valued, a fear or worry of what may come. Empathetic tears can be seeing others who are hurting that trigger your own sympathetic sorrow. Sometimes the depth of the pain of compassion can be surprisingly strong. Healing tears can help with unblocking pent-up feelings and emotions that actually need to be expressed for well-being. Healing tears can also identify hidden, unresolved psychological issues that one needs to address. The cathartic release of a good cry can make way for physical and mental health, positivity, and solution finding. But tears can create vocal problems. If you have an impending singing or speaking performance, crying can affect your voice in these ways. First, it can swell your vocal cords. Swollen vocal cords don't work very effectively, period. Number two, sinuses also swell. This gives that typical nasal stuffed up sound like when you have a cold or sinus infection. Number three, because of this swelling, all kinds of vocal problems can present, including limited range and impaired vocal control. Number four, it can lead to vocal damage. Even if an infant cries too hard or long, the vocal cords can start to be injured. Long enough, and it can turn into the beginnings of nodes. And number five, it can take time for the cord swelling to go down. A lengthy period of crying, such as when you're in mourning or in chronic depression, can cause chronic swelling that needs time to shrink. Voice rest is imperative, not to mention physical rest and psychological peace. But there are ways that you can control crying. First, if you have to sing or speak and the subject is intensely personal for you, say singing or speaking at a funeral of someone you love, You can delay the cry by purposefully focusing outside yourself. This is a rare time when numbing your emotions actually works for your voice. Just be sure that you release that numbness into feeling again after your performance or your speech. Number two, make sure you give yourself time to center and focus yourself with deep breaths before your performance. This can put you in the control zone. And number three, there are ways to purposefully simulate crying 
even producing tears, but without tightening and swelling your singing voice. There are ways to deconstruct your vocal technique to simulate being out of control. These acting voice techniques are often necessary for strong pop, rock, and musical theater. I recently interviewed international musical theater star Sidani Smith, and I asked her about onstage crying. Here's what she told me. First of all, I know every performance has to be the same. You never have to cry. Stressing yourself to produce an outward sign of whatever emotion you're feeling can be a distraction. But if for whatever reason it is appropriate to cry, or you find yourself crying and it makes it hard to sing, I definitely slow my breathing and I monitor myself. You know, that feeling of observing yourself and knowing whether it's too far for you to go. It's a beautiful thing if tears do get in the way, but the singing is absolutely part of the job. I know when I'm about to get to the place of no return and I breathe myself out of it. I also keep my larynx down, not pushed down, but the tendency is for it to get way, way up and then I don't have any control or grounding if that larynx is in the sky. Great advice from Sadani. Okay, the bottom line is, if you need to cry, go ahead. But try not to push your voice too hard or too long. Cry it out, talk it out, and then give yourself time to rest and heal. Do not sing hard with recently cried out swollen vocal cords. Be kind to your voice. You are responsible for its well-being. Don't ask or expect it to perform well when it's swollen. And finally, I'd like to leave you with this. Whatever the reason for your tears, I wish you full healing, closure, hope, and peace, whatever you need. Your voice can even be better after it recovers from the release of crying. So do it a favor and wait for it. That's it for this episode. This is Judy Rodman. You can always find me at judyrodman.com. Leave me a review, please, at ratethispodcast.com slash ATV. See you next time on All Things Vocal, the podcast for singers, speakers, vocal coaches, and studio producers. <laughs>